Hello and welcome to the TOVG podcast. We have in here uh, Jimmy Belikoff and Matt Visual as usual. This yes. week I am super sick hop because I woke up this morning and, and felt <laughs> miserable. Wow. But I think I'm okay now. I don't know. Like just, just very drastic differentiations in temperature on various parts of myself. Like mm. my 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 head's pounding a little bit. My my feet are really chilly, and so are my legs. But but my back is just like boiling hot and sweating, like like no one's business. But other than that, I think I'm I think Whoa. I'm okay. I think I'm gonna make it through this. Mm. How are that you sucks. guys? I'm actually surprisingly well, considering that. Uh, one of my wife's managers at her job has apparently just been going to work for a week with strep throat. <laughs> I think secretly. Oh. I'm, I'm wondering so, if that's what's happening to me. Like it's either just some kind of cold or maybe like a really minor strep throat. But um, with strep throat, you're yeah. Actually, I do kind of feel a little burning sensation when I swallow. Is that is that strep? I mean, it could be a number of things, like sore throat is a symptom of a lot of things, but strep, it'll be a sore throat that will fucking fight you through anything. I've had strep before, and it's pretty terrible. But what I was saying was, I'm lucky that she didn't get it, and I didn't get it, even though this person was contagious for at least four days straight in her presence. So, wow, uh, I'm lucky to just be nice and totally Alive. healthy right now. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm mad jelly, because, like... <laughs> I, like like looking at a computer screen for extended periods of time, just like right now in this state starts starts making my head feel a little uh um stuffy. Mm. And and I need to be hammering away at The Witcher right now. I need to finish this in time to do the review next week. And I just like am really not looking forward to spending like an entire eight hour sitting in front of a super duper bright glowing screen. Because that's what it's going to look like, no matter what I set it to, because I'm sick right now. You know you're sick. You know you're sick when you don't want to play games. Right, That's when you know you're really sick. (laughs) Like, like the screen is just too bright. The colors, I can't handle it. Right now, I have brightness at 25 with flux turned on. Dang. I I can't play the game like that. (laughs) Yeah. What about you, Matt? How are you doing? I, I'm, I'm doing good. I just restart or reinstalled Windows about three times. Um, oh, no. which one? Mm. Uh, Windows one? 10. Oh, um, so, no. Yeah, it was, it's, a, it's a little buggy, but it's, 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 it's been it. okay in experience. You know, I've you been talking to Cortana, you know. Hey, Cortana, do you love me? Oh, she's talking to me right now. You guys can't hear. Um, but yeah, like you could like say, hey, Cortana, <laughs> and ask her stuff. But she's, she's, she's kind of dumb. Like, is it she, she can is answer it, questions like Siri is it can? the the Halo Cortana voice? Yeah, it is, and it's so done it's like, very oh, well. That's weird. It's like legit. Like it's not just like a it's like a legit. thing. It's like they go, they went all the way with it. Yeah, it's legit. Like straight up legit. She talks pretty well. Like the sentences, uh-huh. most of the time, feel like fluent. That's um, cool. Yeah, so it's it's really nice. It's just she's not very useful right now. I, I bet later on they're gonna make her into like a Siri type thing. Because um, you know, like if she doesn't know the answer she'll just like search it on bing and bing like who, who wants who wants to be who uses bing like that sounds nobody. like a very uh vanity vanity feature uh, like like no, clippy i, I don't it. know I haven't used it for the for the full extent. You know, it, in order to use her, you have to say, "Oh, it's okay for her to look through all my contacts and mm. all my search history, mm-hmm. and all my oh, typing no. will be recorded and sent to the Microsoft foil tinfoil hat." Put it yeah, on. Yeah, that's Put that's it on. where I'm out. 
I'm just going to stick with Windows 7 over here. I'm just just not going to upgrade. I'm not going to get DirectX 12. I'm not going to get any of those things. You know, forget. Forget all those. Forget uh, Fable. What was it? Fable uh, Legends. I don't know. That's Fable Legends. Any one after two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There was any more after two? There'll be some big cool game that requires Windows 10. And that's how they get you. Like they, they've been yeah. trying to do that. That's what at, they're at doing. E3, they were like, "We're partnering with the the Valve and Oculus to push Games Windows 10." Like GameCon's GamesCon, they pushed it hard about this Xbox, uh, you know, Windows 10 thing being able to like cross play and all that. And and, and I, deep, I, I get that that it might be like an upgrade. It might not even be bad. It's just hard work to upgrade an operating system. Like, people, I should get paid for that because it is so much work. <laughs> it is. You know how many times I had to reinstall Adobe Premiere and all these things? Like, it's, 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 it was a journey. So, what happened is I wanted to refresh before I got the upgraded uh, um, graphics card. And then my two terabyte hard drive just fails on me just oh, okay. no. i i go to flash the bios you know to upgrade my my motherboard to update the bios in my motherboard and as soon as that happens my hard drive fails on the startup so i'm thinking i messed up my motherboard failed yeah it what what happened it, it stayed on the start screen and even go to the bios it just stayed with the um the logo and then that it scares just me there. i have never had this happen to me and i've gone through so many hard drives and i like i put my hard drives to work like i guess yeah. anyone who does video games on youtube does because you have entire game playthroughs stored on your hard drive that just yeah. get taken on and off by the week if not the day yeah and I just now swapped my super duper old 250 gigabyte hard drive from 2006 out for two terabytes. And I like I, I need my backup stuff like that's that is really important for my job. If it fails mm-hmm. on me, then I have failed me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I've been looking into a couple of things. I, what I want, I want a future where it's extremely easy to just clone a drive to um, to a service. And I, I think I found a couple of them, but they're really expensive. A service? Just clone, yeah, yeah. Like on the cloud. Oh, they just automatically would... clone it. What but about I don't know how caps? good it is. Like uh, I, have a I don't have any because I went to business. Oh my god, you went to business. Okay, I had to. They forced. They were like, they were like charging me fifty dollars every hundred gigs. You know how much how much gigs I go through. I stream. I download a lot of things. You know, it's it's, it's too much, too much. Especially if I had to re-download all those stuff every single time when mm. I had to re- reinstall my my computer. I don't need to worry about that crap. So I'd rather just pay more than pay like. Well, guess you know, what? A year ago, you wouldn't have to worry about paying more. Yeah, because Comcast is an evil freaking company, the, and the world is constantly getting worse and more expensive at the same time. But hey, internet's a utility now, so. Maybe it'll change soon. I don't know. Hopefully, <laughs> Comcast. I don't know. Also, Google Fiber is is starting up in Atlanta too. And if they yeah. end up yeah. coming to my building, I'm gonna jump on that as soon as possible. But anyway, um, how about how about video games? I mean, I know George, you've been playing The Witcher. Yeah. Um, 
But what about Matt? What have you been playing? Well, um, you know, I, I, we talked about Tormentum last time, but you know, oh, something yeah, we did. Well, that's the thing. I, Wait, what? Oh, yeah. Something, something happened yeah, last time. Happened. We had a really good cast, by the way, guys. I'm going <laughs> to gonna make it seem so bad. Yeah, 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 real yeah. real ahead, quick. George, what well, happened? No, I'll I, just, I'll just uh, let everybody know. Um, we did have a podcast last week. If you didn't see any of our Twitter announcements, we had a podcast last week. There was an issue with one of the files. I, so I, I made it, a mistake. It, yeah, it's not a big deal. The podcast didn't happen. We had a good a good guy named Scribble Scrabble on. Um, if you you can go follow him at Pandora's Cartridge. That's, no, that's at, at Panda Cart. The name of his, um, his channel, yeah, Panda Yeah, Cart's and the channel the is Pandora's Cartridge. Uh, he was a swell time to have on. It was uh, it shame, was amazing. It was a great it. podcast, and it's also the first like lost episode I think we have here. Uh, we lost half of an episode one time, which was our great Bloodborne discussion that oh, we yeah. had. Oh. Yeah. So now we have one and a half lost episodes yeah. on our rep sheet. What happened in this case was I um, exported my audio at the end of the podcast to the desktop, and I also had a bunch of leftover files from the Shinmu video up there, just like JPEGs of screenshots and articles and stuff. I deleted them all, didn't notice that the little box I had dragged had the WAV from the podcast in there, emptied the recycle bin, thought nothing of it for like four hours because I had already started uploading it to Jimmy to give it to Jimmy and the upload was half finished and I went and played The Witcher for a few hours and, and came back to the upload and it was still half finished. I was like, oh <laughs> no. <laughs> so I install data recovery software, like three different kinds of it, and try to get it back. And apparently when you delete a really long when you delete a really long audio file, it uh, splits it apart into something like 600 tiny .au files, which is some kind of file format for just like raw, easy to process audio. But there were 600 of these files that I had to go through. The way they were named was completely out of order. I couldn't piece them back together. And many of them were just straight up static. Like I had some of the file back. I had 600 three-second audio clips, yeah. many of which would not open at all or play static, but some of them would have, like, noises of me breathing. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been a So treat. that's how I knew. I yeah, knew it's, I got some I mean, of it back. Long story short, we lost the episode. There was a whole bunch of stuff we talked about last week, including Matt played this great point-and-click game called Tormentum. And, yeah. Uh, and there's also erect horns in that, too. There is erect oh, horns. Oh, erect that. horns, my favorite. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, uh, Tormentum, I'll be brief uh, and quick on this. Uh, create something, it's a game that I probably wouldn't have played or tried because of the art, but I decided to give it a shot because, you know, what the heck. Um, right. It's a short game. I, I gave it a shot, and I'm not really into point-and-click games, so I feel like there's a lot of those times where you just kind of get stuck, and it's just like, for some reason, I feel like it's just a waste of time. It's not the satisfaction of figuring it out. Yeah, it's that's not the, that big for me. That's the standard uh, The standard downfall of a point and click is the part right. that you have to muscle through. Where right. it's like, I've exhausted all of my like mental options. Now I just click things and click on other things until they fit together. Right, and it loses some of its magic after yeah. that. Um, even though like the world might be impressive, no matter how impressive it is, if you sit there and click all day, you're gonna look at the same screen and the guy saying the same thing over and over. You're gonna get frustrated. But this game is kind of easy. Um, I played through a little bit more on stream, and it's 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 pretty 
like it gets you into the world. Uh, the puzzles aren't so hard to figure out. Um, they they leave it, it, it. You shouldn't be stuck on something for like an hour or two or, or on any of the puzzles. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there are one or two that are like a little bit not explained very well, but mm-hmm. you can figure them out. You can muscle through them pretty easily. And this just it's like a art gallery. I think is what um, one of you guys said. It is kind of like an art gallery oh, um, yeah. of of slideshows and and moving pictures, and it looks really cool. The story's really weird, um, and you're just going through this this uh, this world, and you're making. Sometimes you even make choices um, that I don't know how much they affect the world yet because I haven't defeat. I haven't um, play um, finish it yet. But uh, it's a short game, like five-hour game. If you like point and clicks, and you don't want to be sitting there all day, it's a good game to go through. I say give it a shot. It's like what, like fifteen bucks is like really small. But uh, yeah, yeah I, it's a good game. I, I, I looked at the art last week when we were talking about it. And I really, uh, it's something that's interesting. It really, I don't know. It's got a lot of cool art in it. I guess in hindsight, it reminds me kind of of uh, Dark Siders. If you guys have ever played Dark Siders, mm-hmm. yeah. It has that same kind of like everything is very fucked up and hellish and it's just like a whole bunch like a culmination of really weird like like very artistic and gross kind of things yeah. but all together they make this very like good picture. I don't know. It's neat. Is it something you would play on your Let's Play channel? Oh, uh, the plug. Oh. So, yeah, uh, yeah. You've gone yeah. through some some shit over the past I've, week. I've, I've had a weekend. Um, uh, okay, so on August 1st, I launched my Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash thunder <laughs> if you would like to uh, support my videos and everything. Um, and on August 2nd, uh, I did a 24-hour live stream to promote the Patreon, which went wonderfully, by the way. Thank you, everybody who came out and hung out for that. Um, that live stream consisted of I played through 1001 Spikes, I played through Braid, Oof. I played uh, Duck Game. Oh um, yeah, which which is fucking that sounds amazing. like a Duck great Game. time. Duck Game yeah. is like my new favorite game right now. <laughs> um, I'm do which I'm doing a a Let's Play series of it on my new Let's Play channel, which apparently I don't have the vanity URL that I thought I had. So just go to youtube.com slash sundergamer and find it on the sidebar. But it's supposed to be Sunder. Sucks. It, it really yeah, sucks. it's supposed to be Sunder plays, but it doesn't fucking that doesn't work. And yeah. I, I don't know. It happened why. to but mine as well. Yeah. I, I I might just need to get a few videos before it like approves me or something. I don't know. But um yeah, the I think the highlight of my twenty four hour stream for a lot of people, I don't know if you guys caught this, but I uh I played Sonic 3 and Knuckles Blind. I, I wanted to ask Ooh. about that because I remember that being one of my favorite of the old Sonics when I was a child. And if you <laughs> haven't played it before and did it blind after a long storied history of hating Sonic, then uh, now now's the time <laughs> to see how, how legit my memories were. Well, uh, I have I made a highlight of the VOD uh, mm-hmm. on on my Twitch channel. Um, and it's unless I have a verified YouTube account, I cannot export it to my YouTube account unless it's in 15 minute chunks. And so I didn't want to do that. But uh, it's an hour and 45 minutes is as far as I went. And um, let me just tell you, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't the prettiest of playthroughs. <laughs> uh, I was already 15 hours into a 24 hour live stream. I didn't have fun. 
Um, I didn't like it. I didn't like anything about it. Oh no. Well, okay, okay. I did. I did like some things. I, I, and I was very open about the things that I liked. Whenever something happened, I was like, oh, that was cool. I like that. That's a good mechanic or whatever. Um, but in between that was filled with a lot more. Instead of that, it was filled with a lot of like, wow, fuck. Why would they fucking do that? God damn it. This is stupid. That was like. That's kind of like the summary of what I played. Um, also, I died to a glitch. That was just like completely unwarranted, and then I I died on uh, on a boss that I was too tired to like figure out that it was the boss of Marble Hill Zone where you need to like jump off of tails as he's carrying you, and I was too tired to like realize that that's is is the video called Sonic Three is a good game. Yes, the video. Okay. <laughs> I, I have two of them. That that one's a highlight of a glitch that I just like that just blindsided me. Um, the other one is like. Sonic 3 and Knuckles, a good game or something like that. A game um, that is good. Yeah, so um, pretty much that that was my weekend, and then I launched launched my Let's Play channel. And I put up I put up a video uh, today. Actually, was well Friday, no Thursday. Thursday is the one we're recording this. Uh, is the first one, and that was a duck game, which I've been playing a lot of. That's probably what I've been playing the most of lately is duck game, because duck game is so good, you guys. It is so good. It, it I is, want to. Um, I'm trying to arrange an interview with a developer and like ask him why is it so good? Because I want to know. Uh, how, yeah, how, we actually, how? we actually, that was our first. I think our first interview we ever did on TOPG.com when it launched way back when. Mm -hmm. uh, we interviewed Landon, the uh, developer, Super when, Joe Bob. Yeah, Super Joe Bob on Twitter when uh, when it came out on Ouya, and I can definitively say that the steam version the current version is like a million times better than the uya one uh especially because there's a single player where you could do these challenges and they're all super ridiculous and really fun um great design to them too they take advantage of the like unique mechanics that each weapon has and a whole bunch of cool stuff i don't know it's really enjoyable and the online the fact that you can play online now against randoms and like it still has that fun ridiculous feel of like you end a match, and then everyone like like the guy who wins like one like does a pose and quacks, and everybody laughs separately mm -hmm. in their own corner of the internet. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. Probably gonna be playing it for quite a while. At uh, SGC, most of our playtime in the rooms was uh, surprisingly spent with Duck Game or Rocket League, competing yeah. like right up there with Smash. Yeah, I uh, that was the other one that I've been playing. I think I've. I think I've clocked in 20 hours of Rocket League in the last week because I just got it. I, I got it a little late after everybody, but that is a damn good game. Damn good game. It's just uh, I was playing it yesterday and just constantly amazed at how much um, room there is for finesse in your movements because it's actually kind of a slow game, which means that there's a lot of variance for different things to happen almost every frame well like, yeah like i think every inch of your car contacting with the ball will send it in a different direction yeah i think that there that like initially when you play rocket league is a little slow because you need to figure it out and then when you're at very low level play it becomes a very fast game because everyone is just like, oh, I learned how to boost. I better hit the ball. It doesn't really matter what direction it's going. I just need to touch it with my car, right? But then you realize that's <laughs> a bad idea. Yeah, and then you get to high-level play, 
and everyone's getting like much more meticulous and there'll be like okay so only two people are near the ball but the rest of them are positioning right in case like it goes to a certain direction and then they could catch it with a whatever and then you start learning how to like use the rocket to like fly Mm -hmm. and that's when it gets fucking ridiculous that's that's crazy but there's like so much inertia to your movements that you have to plan out your route ahead of time and if you're off by just a few inches you will just have to like sit and watch your car not do anything useful for what feels like forever and i don't know if it's just because the more you play the more in tune with the speed of the game you go but it's just like it, it hurts so much to like see my car fly through the air and almost hit the ball where I want it to go mm, and yeah. just like miss it entirely. And I'm like, oh, it, that's and I think that ahead. kind of adds to the like, oh, my the addiction of hitting the ball. Mm. All right. And, and you just keep wanting to hit the ball. Why do we keep playing more and more Rocket League? It seems like it's getting too addicting now. You just want to hit the damn ball inside of the goal. Yeah. Because it, it, when you get that right angle and you boost at that right moment <laughs> and you hit it inside of that hole, you're like, Oh, and then it explodes. You're like, yes. Yeah. And and then, like and you, then, you feel the wind in your hair, dude. When you do it accidentally, when you just happen to hit it at the right place and throw it in, you're still like, yeah, I'm so good at this game. Oh, yeah. dude. There, there have been so many moments where it's like in our goal and someone just rockets out of nowhere, just just going so hard. And they flip and they're they're not trying to do this they're just trying to get it outside of the goal and they flip and they tumble and they run into another person and it squeezes the ball and it shoots it out it hits the ceiling hits the wall bounces and no one's near the other goal and it just slowly just like (laughs) rolls in the other goal from our side and everyone's like what the fuck and it's just like oh god that game is like the epitome of hype like everything that happens in that game is so hype the moment I got hooked was when I scored a last-second goal at um, Austin's place during SGC. But as it turns out, the last second goes on forever until the ball hits the ground, which mm-hmm. which means that at the very end of a match, it's going to feel amazing no matter what happens if someone does something cool. Right. Because you potentially could keep the ball just bouncing between all the players forever until mm-hmm. that that ball finally hits the ground and the match is over, which means that your amazing last second play can actually be an amazing last 12 second play, but it'll feel like the last second play. Yeah. <sighs> that game is really good. Danny O'Dwyer did a really good video about it where where he says that it uh can can really help you stroke your ego with uh with with your 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 dribbling and your footwork kind of like real soccer and yeah. how how pulling off cool tricks can can feel like a bragging right and and I feel like that's a lot of what what Matt was talking about with just like the sheer satisfying addictive thrill of hitting the ball in the goal because mm-hmm. it feels like a really cool trick every time you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one, one thing to note though is like <laughs> if you want to get your ego knocked down a few notches, try doing the training modes. I never even clicked that. Dude, okay. It's, it's pretty important. Uh, do like the baseline level of every training mode, but like there's three levels of each training after you do like the basic like overall training um but it's like uh rookie pro rookie pro and master or something like that 
pro on most of them is like you'll start the training thing and the thing will happen you're like oh shit i completely missed it like wow holy i'm i'm really bad if you do the master one or whatever the top one is called uh for like goalie the master goalie training you start in the goal and there's a cannon that shoots a ball in a certain angle and it like bounces or whatever and it goes in the first time i played the master one it was like here we go three two one ding goal and i was like oh what happened like it just happened so fast it just shot it straight in the goal right past me i was like holy shit like i'm really bad at this game and then i went zero and ten against that cannon (laughs) and yeah that really made me feel like are there videos of people like mastering these high level training i'm I'm sure there are i'm sure there are this is such a a skill cap like it's such a skill heavy game that i'm sure there are people who have already become like absolute pros who can do the the rocket flying around super good and everything but yeah i want to be good at video games someday (laughs) yeah so um stop making youtube videos and then you'll get better maybe because (laughs) with with more time to channel like this to yeah Mm. to dedicate towards one game like rocket league right now i'm dedicating all my time to the witcher 3 which I am finding to be pretty great. Oh, that's good. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just been um, uh, a, a fairly like it, it doesn't exactly feel um, super ambitious or brave, but at the same time, the um, scope and the scale and the detail of what they've pulled off does like it, it's basically like. A, a Skyrim, but but improved in a lot of ways, <laughs> which which isn't necessarily like a risky strategy. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that could have gone wrong in the technical execution of it, but it's also a very uh, it, it, it's definitely a video game. Yeah, like yeah. like an 80s, 90s version of D&D fantasy ramped up to to 1, a huge sandbox game in, in 2015. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think about interesting things. that It, it reminds me a lot of, of, of Zelda in a funny way. Hmm. I feel like as, uh, as, as many of us who, who loved Zelda as a kid are growing older might not necessarily see Zelda growing older with us and get a lot of those same thrills from Dark Souls. Now, I feel like I'm, I'm getting a lot of those same thrills from The Witcher 3. Hmm. And and this thought hit me when I got to the Skellige Isles in the second Ooh. half of the game, right. and you you sail, you get on right. a little boat with with a little a little wind sail, and uh, you you hit the high seas and go on little mini adventures on all the islands, and there's random weird treasure floating around between them, and it pretty much feels like Wind Waker, kind of. That's cool. Yeah, I like Wind Waker. Good if game. you like Wind Waker, you might like the idea of what they were trying to accomplish with a certain <laughs> section of The Witcher 3. I mean, the thing is, is that um, a lot of the controls and, and the tech execution of everything is really wobbly and whatnot. But it still uh-huh. it still has a spirit of adventure behind it, like a good, a good, wholesome, classic video game adventure. That's neat. Which I've is heard great. a lot of good things about The Witcher 3 mm-hmm. and... I think it I think it might be one of my my favorite this year. Like I feel like I'm kind of underplaying it, it by saying, "Well, it is a video game." But I mean, like what's wrong with that? 
it's 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 solid. It's extremely it's solid. solid. Yeah. Something that is just rare, I think, in 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 many games that come out, many AAA. I I guess you can say, mm. you know, <clears throat> in Batman. <clears throat> um, The Witcher fixes a lot of the issues with patches. People were complaining about certain things. They, like, fix it right away. Like, it's just... uh, And it was already a good game, you know? And now they made it better by fixing inventory management. A lot of people really didn't like the the controls and, and how wobbly and unresponsive Geralt was. And they were like, okay, let's just patch a tighter turn radius for him. And right. like if you do a comparison of this alternate movement mode in version 1.07 versus 1.06 it's like it's night and day you you can have him chasing his own tail whereas before he kind of had to stop and think about it whenever you mm. wanted to turn around it's like uh the difference between I don't know GTA 4 and 5 maybe where where your character's really laggy euphoria animation ends up getting a lot faster and tighter between the two iterations. Except in this case, it happened in the course of one patch, like three weeks after launch. Yeah. So that's neat. Yeah. So uh, it seems like a neat game that I don't have enough time to really and that's, that's sink my teeth. What's unfortunate bad. about it is it requires it requires time to yeah. to for you to acquire the love of it (laughs) yeah and that's like like, i'm not even opposed to those kind of games because like i mean you know a couple weeks ago i was saying i was playing final fantasy tactics advance 2 which is the same thing like you really have to pour some hours into it it's an rpg um i kind of petered off i haven't played it in a while but that's because duck game and rocket league have taken over my life um but like i just it there's so many of those kind of games that come out now where it's like 60 hours of content you'll never get tired of this game and it's like i guess but i kind of just want to get it over with and like have the fun and then be able to have fun with other things too like in some ways they're good and in some ways they feel like a clingy a clingy relationship where it's Mm -hmm. like okay just back off just like a little bit i want to like breathe please allow me to breathe and interact with other games and it's like no you have to play me for a hundred hours like no Mm -hmm. i want to I want to do that. And then when you come back to it a week later, the relationship's gone. You you, yeah. you forget all the fine details, and you need to know those fine details. Uh, I'm 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 liking you know being able to just like play shorter games eventually. You know, yeah. like, you know shorter experiences. Dude, when I played Braid on the stream, first of all, I thought I wasn't going to be able to remember it. I beat the whole thing in about an hour and a half. Wow, oh, wow, that's actually. That really good seems fast to me. Well, it's the it's it's like a good speed. It's the speed of someone who remembers most of the puzzles. I forgot like three or four of them and had to like sit there and like kind of look at the screen for a little bit and be like, what am I doing? But I do remember like I remember like four entire worlds like back to back without skipping a beat and just kind of ran through them. Um but yeah, just having that like one little like like under two hours of like my favorite game, just like experiencing it in like a little bite sized chunk and beating the whole game was just like I came out of it. And I was like, man, that was great. I feel good. We need more of these. It's it's pleasant. Yeah, in, it's in it's a way. Nice. I don't know. There's there are pros and cons. Like it's nice having, of course, of course, having reliable entertainment for like a whole year. Like like back when I was playing New Vegas. And I didn't have a lot of money. It was nice to just get on New Vegas and be solidly entertained for right. any given evening that I gave it for yeah. the course of like an entire year. 
But um, nowadays, I'm I'm more keen to like games that are short but can be replayed in different ways. Right. I I think I think I I need to work actually to to make my biases from my situation not not influence how much I enjoy something versus its own individual merits. Mm. Anyways. Um, that got a little, a little, a little introspective there. Mm, yeah, it did. And and what will be good for the next section is that we can't get introspective at all because it'll just be like news stories about other people's problems. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so they'll have to worry about that after this break. Push. I've heard kids talking about Konami video games from the Nintendo Entertainment System like they were real. Come on. I mean, the action in Konami's Russian attack is awesome. And those dudes in Castlevania are pretty intense. And I'll even admit that the sound in Konami games is jamming. But realistic? Give me a break. Konami video games, so real, they'll blow you away. Hello, and welcome. Hello. 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 So we're gonna we're gonna try to condense two weeks worth of news stories, and a lot of good stuff has happened in the past two weeks because mm-hmm. we lost last week's episode, which is really sad and sucky. But <clears throat> anyways, whatever. We're gonna get through this because there's yeah. actually a lot of hilarious things to learn here. There's a lot First of good up, news and a lot of terrible news, <laughs> and and some like stuff is just like so bad it has to be funny. But we'll we'll, we'll get to that. The right. first thing is is like mildly good news on the spectrum. It's uh, mm-hmm. Nintendo pulled a profit this year, right. where they did it in kind of like a weird way that mostly has to do with the depreciation of the yen, which means that they had to pay a whole lot less income taxes in Japan, even though they've been selling good. 3ds and amiibo materials in the west at the same time yep. apparently they've sold ten and a half million of uh of those amiibos uh, of those by now pieces of plastic. does not surprise me which wow. which it makes it run pretty pretty close to the actual sales of wii u units if you think about that though about 10 million amiibo sold yeah um considering that there are like I, i'd say what 40 different amiibo now mm-hmm. um, it's, and, it's and, much easier to have more than one amiibo than it is more than one wii u well yeah but i mean like not only that but that number is actually it, it's so telling of like how how like underselling they are it's the same thing that they did with the wii where they just like didn't produce enough and people mm-hmm. kept buying it out the, the second it went on shelves like 10 million amiibo sold is not a lot considering that there are 300 million people in the u.s alone and most of these people if they want an, an amiibo they're not just buying one like i'm i am a very much a uh exception that i only bought one amiibo just because i like samus and i wanted a little cool little samus figurine um but, i bought one for for the the splatoon uh very anime uh, oh for, yeah, yeah I, I guess i have skirt. the splatoon ones yeah um don't judge me yeah but yeah go i know no, no I, I i have it too i use that too that I, I those i did not buy someone gerard bought those for me because he's a nice guy um but oh gerard like, most of the people who are getting amiibos are getting like 10 12 all of them yeah. so like dividing that up that's not a lot of people who own amiibos that's that, that, that's like 
Well, if there are still 300 million people in the U.S., and if they sold 10 million of them, presumably in the U.S., that might be more of a worldwide figure. That's like 3% of the population. Right, but that's, but that's, not, a, that's, that's a, not accurate because it ha- it's, I'd estimate it at least like 10 to 15 per person who owns an Amiibo. Or, or, right, but I mean... Like, I don't know. I, I'm not... I, I don't want to shit on this because I, I like that Nintendo's turning a profit. It's just like... How I much they would those, have sold if they actually had if them they on just, the like, produced, Yeah, if they just produced like an ass load of Amiibos and just put them out there, I think they would have well over like like five times the number if everyone had them had them available. Because a lot of people million? who own Amiibo, a lot of people who own Amiibo are have purchased from resellers, so that's like kind of shitty. Just saying. Yep. Well, okay, the, their their official financial report in which they made available, which has this interesting info, uh, says that they've they've streamlined and, and, and cost cutted their administrative expenses. Uh, they have a decrease in advertising expenses, general and administrative expensive decreased, and there's a depreciating yen, which I mentioned earlier. In their R and D section, they further divulge some information about the weird health market blue ocean iwata stuff that was going on earlier this year where they say nintendo is working on the development of a new platform business by taking a unique approach to that that leverages its strengths as an entertainment company as the first step nintendo has adopted the theme health and is developing sensors that measure sleep and fatigue status which Mm. which last week when we were talking about this jimmy sounded surprisingly hyped about it like as an adult i can see myself being into this stuff more then, you know, maybe like three or four years ago, if they would have said this, I would have been like, just give me the video games. But like as an adult who like I'm starting to get to the point where like, OK, sometimes I just have parts of my body that hurt for no fucking reason. Sometimes like now I have to watch my diet and actually like be an adult about how I take sometimes care of my body. you wake up and you're just sick for no reason. Yeah. Sometimes you just wake up and it's like, I don't feel like walking because my leg is just fucking in pain. Like now I I actually have some interest in keeping my my health good, which, you know, you should have that your whole life. But most people aren't aren't taught to just be healthy people. We'd like at least in the U.S. I know that a lot of my friends were raised like me where it's just like, yeah, we'll eat fast food and just do whatever you want kind of thing. Um, Not raised, but like that's how we grew up rather. Uh, But yeah, health stuff like this. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I'm I'm interested in it. I will not. I'm not going to buy into it immediately, but I'm interested in seeing what it is. Like I'm a person who doesn't get probably as much sleep as he should, so a sleep and fatigue monitor thing might be useful for me. Maybe I can actually like, get myself to like, oh, go to sleep now instead of at three in the morning after playing video games. Like t- just go to sleep now. Well, and it's, wake it's, up in the morning. It's not going like, to replace the actual legwork it takes. No, healthy, I know, though. but it it helps to have a a second mind thinking for you. I guess is how I would put it. I you don't know, because like I, I want to c- compare this previously to Wii Fit and Brain Age, which sound a whole lot like similar endeavors Nintendo has made into the fitness, health, quality of life products, and they just like they weren't exactly super duper substantial things like like the live strong calorie calculator mm. or my my fitness pal is is probably a better example of of a mass market ready health coaching product right than than we fit was mm-hmm. i don't know i mean 
I think it's just plays to a market that wants to have most of their stuff in one central hub. Because, like, if I could... Like, if I had the choice between, you know, the Livestrong health calculator thing... Which is basically the desktop version of... A desktop version of the MyFitness app. Right, but if I had a choice between that and, and... a Wii version of that and I owned the Wii I'd probably get the Wii one because it's more in tune with you know the tech that I have around the house or whatever you know it's like we live in an age that definitely feeds off of uh, convenience so the more convenient option is going to sell better in the long run pretty much which which is why things sell very well on cell phones yeah and not necessarily Nintendo devices yeah I don't know. I'm still really, really apprehensive about this. Like, like, which doesn't necessarily mean I don't think whatever they come up with will sell well, because they're really good at making like fad things. Yeah, I, I can, I can agree. Which, with that. which is like where a lot of a lot of my apprehension comes from. Like mm. the Wii Fit sold really, really well, but no one really. I don't know. Well, I, I think that. I think that this is one of those situations where no one that we know uses it, but I'm sure that there are still a big group of people who don't realize that the Wii U is a new console, who still have their Wii and use it often, and these are people in their you know middle-aged people, maybe like, I'd say like 30s to 70s kind of general age, who probably still use their Wii and Wii Fit. I'm about to hit that bracket. Oh, no. Like... You know what I mean. You know what I mean. But I am. Like in a few years, I mean. I'm not I'm making a comment. 30. I'm not making a comment on their their like lack of gaming knowledge. I'm just saying there's probably some people who bought the thing and are still using it, and it's just like I don't know anybody who's 45 and plays video games, so I don't know if like I don't have any friends that would do it. But there are probably people out there. It's just not my group that I know personally. You know. Yeah, most of the the older guys I meet, they all play MMOs or they're really into competitive mm. like um like online games like FPSs. Those are the most of the the older guys or older women I know. Is the they're, they're mm-hmm. mostly MMO players or uh FPS players. Mm. Yeah. Uh, th- yeah. There is there is something about MMOs that I think managed to appeal across wide demographics. Um, they, I've seen I've seen that too. Yeah, because people don't have time to 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 play so many games. They just play one game, and usually that's kind one of one game what that the, has like every game, everything. Yeah, and <laughs> that's the that's that's what they like from MMOs. Um, I mean, you're the MMO guy, right, Matt? Yeah. So yeah, tell I'm, us about this. Well, it, that, that's <laughs> that's what happens. That's what happens. Yeah. They want they just like that one MMO. So that's why that's most of the people who get up and in, in hot and bothered when something changes in an MMO. They're like, oh my gosh, no, you can't be changing. So it's like that's that's the game they play. They're like, yeah. you know, they're on their phone looking up news, um, texting on the forums on their on their uh, while they're at work. You know, <laughs> right. customers or whatever. It's crazy. And, 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 and for like the, you know, the Wii Fits and all that, uh, you know, when I worked at GameStop, there was a lot of, a lot of, um, I guess in my GameStop in particular, a lot of women, uh, older women would come in and get like the Zumba and the, and the Wii Fits and, mm. and all that type that of stuff. That makes sense. Which, like a lot, like, yeah. 
quite a bit. We're, 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 we're getting a little a little sidetracked yeah, here speaking, and, and should probably but, move on. Right. So so before we move on, move on, I'm just going to sneak this in there since we're it's a good segue. Uh, speaking of MMOs and when they change stuff, uh, Blizzard announced the next World of Warcraft expansion, World of Warcraft Legion, today. Legion! And it and features... We were, we were joking about the erect horns earlier right. on Illidan. Because, because mm. these guys don't know who Illidan is, and he's my favorite I don't Warcraft know who character. Illidan. I can't, I can't be expected to know who Illidan is. Okay, he's like... He was from Warcraft 3, like from the age where you probably might have played the game. Like, he was before <laughs> the MMO. I don't know. Illidan's okay. a cool character. I like him. I don't. I didn't watch the trailer or any of the release stuff, but he's the the pivotal part of the expansion. He's the, and the logo is black and green, and it looks really cool. And a lot of people that I know who play WoW are complaining that it looks really stupid. So there's your news. How Legion could it possibly announced. look stupid than the panda one? Well, that's a completely that is a completely like aesthetic analysis of it, though. Like they, they've like lowered the bar though. I mean, this like, Illidan guy is like a cool demon on top of a fiery background with, with big bat wings. Right, but what I'm saying two is, two expansions what if, ago were freaking pandas. What if you played Fable Three and it was the best looking Fable game in the world? Mm. It would still be Fable Three. Mm. Mm. Does that make sense? Like, what I if it guess. was like fucking way cooler than Fable One or Two, but it was still the <laughs> shitty game that was Fable Three? Is there a better game that I can use for for a reference for you? What was I, I, I guess uh, basically any like edgy looking broody sad protagonist guy would, I don't would know. fit I'm, the bill cuz that doesn't I'm, necessarily mean anything. I'm just saying it's not people aren't mad about the aesthetic or like that Illidan's back or anything. Not that so, I know. So of, so what are people mad about? That all the mechanical changes that they're making and all the what, what the, are they doing? They like added like a, a single race class. You can only you can be a demon hunter now, which is what Illidan is. But you yeah. can be a demon hunter only if you're a, a night elf or a blood elf. So one class on each on each side. Um, no, no, think of the children. Well, I mean, it's so stupid because on launch day there are going to be five hundred thousand night elves and five hundred thousand blood elves made, and it's just going to be a fucking clusterfuck. Of demon hunters everywhere, which I mean is regular, but like, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, like, isn't it, that what it, you do after so many hours of WoW? You just start making new characters because you want to see what abilities are out okay. there. But think of it this way: in Wrath of the Lich King, they made a class called Death Knight, and you could okay. be that class as any character. You start at level fifty-five. You do this like little run through where you're in Arthas's castle and you're like a bad guy, and then after you finish, you desert at the end. And like the you know, like you like change, change of heart or something kind of thing, but you could be gnome, you could be a tarin, you could be an orc, any so elf, whatever the, the, the fuck. The, the fear and the implication is that they're putting less work in this class and not balancing it for all the different races. I don't know if that's the thing, but it's also just dumb that it's for one class because like how completely one minded is that? Because like with the Death Knight, you could be a human Death Knight and it has the humans. Uh, racial ability which is one of the best racials that allows it's essentially like you cleanse all uh crowd control on you and then you become immune to it for a few seconds mm -hmm. and that's like hailed as one of the best racials um but like the night elf racial is you become invisible for a few seconds which is pretty good but it's different but it makes your play style different because you can't rely on the human's racial ability so if you want to choose a different class you have to do that but this is completely limited to only elves and so you have one option on each 
on Horridor Alliance, and so it's going to stale that class pretty instantly, I think. I see, I see. There's going to be no variation. Anyway, I, I've gone on about this thing. I was just going to say like one thing about for too long. So let's move oh, on. Oh, to that's, that's fine. That's fine. Better news. Um, another holdover topic we had from last week is, uh, of course, the biggest topic from last week was uh, Red Ash. Yeah. Getting, I guess, weirdly canned, but not canned from its Kickstarter, which has since failed, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Um, basically, this was a spiritual successor to Mega Man Legends, which, oh, it was so great last week having a scrib on here because none of us really care about Mega Man Legends and he was a fan. Yeah. But um, it's it's basically Keiji Inafune's other big Kickstarter game uh, after um, Mighty Number no. 9, and it, it turned out to not be a big Kickstarter game at all because the Kickstarter was was barely reaching over its halfway point and then failed. However, during its failing stages, it was announced that it was being published after all and totally funded by a Chinese video game company called uh, Fuse, I oh believe. Boy. It's This is like has not become any less funny since last week. Yes, yes, yes. They have a website. When you go to fusegame.tv, oh. you are in for a trip. Oh. This again. Uh, apparently, this company is making a game console in China, and there mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of really weird English all over the place. When you hit yeah. on the product page for their game console, you have images of of Master Chief and various hairy, angry video game guys looking various at various <laughs> yeah. characters. Yeah, but case in point, they are copyrighted. I mean. Master Chief's one of them. He's looking at an Ouya and saying, low configuration. And not only that, the Ouya has like, like, bullet holes. stock, stock, like, shattered glass bullet holes in it. <laughs> like, but like they overlaid. don't, like, match to the Ouya. They, like, they, like, the glass, the glass shatter goes, like, off the Ouya into, like, airspace. Yeah. And so they're just, like, crappily pasted on bullet holes to this it's, it's such it's a weird situation and after looking into it more i think i'm kind of sort of picking up on what this fuse company is going for it's there's a whole lot of of, of weird poorly translated english on this website because it's yeah. just clearly not made for us and uh, a constant theme you see is like an anger at the state of a video game console right because they can't <laughs> Guy with with a giant pulse hammer that's cleanly slashing some black box in half says, "Can't to believe this can be called game console." Yeah, and then I was trying to vocalize the punctuation, oh, which yeah, is also a mess as well. Gorgeous, um, but video game consoles have apparently not been legal in China for the past fifteen years or so. So they've been having to sell like really weird gray market workarounds this whole time. And I guess what this company may or may not be doing is finding a way to to make a, a Chinese spin-off version or like import with their own off-brand a PlayStation 4. Because when you go to this product page and scroll down, you pretty much see what looks like a PlayStation 4 at the bottom of the page. Yeah, but it says it has like fuse <laughs> etched into it. Right. And it's right. like all disappearing into smoke, like some Naruto shit. I don't know. I, it's 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 so it's so strange. But what's also strange is that this company apparently bought out the production for Red Ash yeah. and is funding the game that they could not kickstart, which they could not kickstart because I guess they have a lot of uh, negative publicity facing them until Mighty Number no. 9 comes out. 
and may or may not assuage everyone's concerns. Yeah, I think it's Did weird I just because say assuage. Yeah, I don't even know what that means, but I'm mean, good use of the word regardless. Um, thanks, thanks. Uh, <laughs> last week we had scrib, and I'm I have be- slowly become an opponent of uh, concept and Inafune of late because I just Uh-oh. think that. It just sounds all very desperate. It sounds very low risk. Like all of this Kickstarter stuff just sounds like a guy who has no faith in his artistic product and just wants people to give him money preemptively. And then he could just kind of like make whatever. Like it could be good, but it doesn't necessarily have to be because he has the the insurance that he's not losing money is, is how I feel it. And we had mm-hmm. a great conversation last week with Scrib who saw it very differently. Um, so I don't want to, I don't want to like you know oh, talk yeah he knows like, what a mega man is like right. he knew the finer points of how capcom has been fucking over this guy oh yeah and yeah. the brand yeah and so i don't want to like make the conversation without scrib here to make his rightful defense which was very good <laughs> but um yeah i just this whole thing it just does seem weird especially getting bought out by fuse which is like <laughs> that's just like to me what i see is like well they have the money who the fuck cares like whatever like that's what it looks like to me is like they have the money whatever I, I don't care it's as long as the money gets to me so I don't know this fuse thing seems fucked up the whole red ash thing two kickstarters before their first kickstarter thing comes out like I don't like that but yeah I know. think what what a lot of developers probably learned from this experience is not to double dip into kickstarter until you or, finish your first project or triple or quadruple dip in the case of you Okay, what what other concept Kickstarters are there? I mean, there's Mighty Number no. 9, and they continued. Well, I know, but it's still the same one game. No, 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 So I don't no, know no, if no, I no, want to no, count no. it as two separate campaigns. There were two separate campaigns. That's, that's I think that's overly, uh, not not apologetic. It's, it's like too lenient on them the to same, say that like, it was not two separate campaigns. It would be w- so weird to apologize when it's not my money they're taking. Like, I well, have not... Here's the contributed thing. to any of these when your kickstarter gets overfunded by how much it was like four times the original asking amount and then they start another kickstarter that's like come on like well, yeah, yeah you want to set your goal low because if you set it high everyone's gonna be like there's no way they'll make it and then they just won't won't donate at all yeah but i it's usually generally what i hear is set your goal at half and they got funded to four or five times the amount which is double if you set it at half. And so, like, I don't know. I think it's it's pretty dishonest to... Like, you already know the game's going to be a success now that you have that much Kickstarter backing to quintuple or quintuple your original asking price. And then to be like, well, we need more. Like, you can, you can out-of-pocket that. You know you're going to get the returns. If your game is good, people are just going to buy it and they're going to tell so, other people so to buy it. So loan it and then pay it back after they make their first two weeks of sales? I mean... Or get a company to invest or whatever, like which they did anyway. Yeah. Um, well, for Red Ash, not Mighty Number no. Nine. Uh, are you sure? I'm pretty Wait, sure. I don't know. Mighty Number no. Nine. Got, I think there was some. Yeah. I, I mean, if, from what I know, I'm pretty sure Mighty Number no. Nine got uh, separate backers that are not Kickstarters. Um, but anyway, I mean, I don't want to go on forever and just sound yeah, like I'm any, just shitting anyways. on this. I, 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 get, I tend to ramble when I get worked up about something, but I don't, it's, know. It's, I don't like it's this. Okay, we have another very, very small, quick and easy topic next, and that is that Zombie U is getting ported to current-gen consoles. 
but since it's not for the Wii U anymore, it's just called Zombie <laughs> with but, an I yeah, no and no E. e. <laughs> like like the Italian Romero ripoff movies. Yeah, is how does do we know how to how it works? Yeah, did we get any but, new information? Like, I don't think so. Um, this trailer just shows what looks like a regular, ordinary video game, which Zombie U did look like if you only looked at footage from the main screen. But the thing that was cool about Zombie U is that it was one of the few Wii U games to thoroughly use the second screen. And I did it with a very conventional zombie shooter game. Yeah. Um, so I'm watching. I'm just watching the trailer right now. Uh, there's some there's some cool ratings of a game that hasn't come out yet. <laughs> Best game. Oh, there's, there's no gameplay. No, late, later on there is. If you oh, okay. if you skip ahead past the hey, first minute, you, you play yeah. through this, right, George? So how I, how I, much did they bit. use the pad? A lot, actually. Your yeah. pad was your pause screen. It's pretty much everything. So they all redesigned of your options, the game, your basically. inventory, your map was all on the pad, and you could not traditionally pause the game. You would press a button that would emote if you wanted to take go through your inventory and switch out your one weapon slot which meant that you had to do it a lot because you only had one weapon slot in the game where you're just supposed to switch in and out of, of melee and um, projectile weapons all the time. You would have to press a button on the pad that would immobilize your character on the main screen while you used your fingers to slip and slide across the gamepad. Mm. And what this meant, though, was um, if you wanted to like scan the screen for threats while you were sorting through your bags... You would have your head buried in your bags, but look up with your actual head and not inside the game to the screen to see what was going on. They had yeah, a um, it was very clever, very, very it clever. Was, it really, it really, really was. I, I think I had an, an amazing moment, an epiphany when I got the crossbow and had to like aim through the scope with the game pad and and use use motion controls to fine tune the aim Whereas the main screen had, like, my peripheral vision on it. And I was like, wow, I'm actually playing a traditional video game on a new and unique console that is turning it into a new and unique experience. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of Wii U games like that didn't come out. Yep. Like, if you if you go back and play Nintendo Land, it's really tragic to see how many good ideas didn't get um, fully realized on this console. Yeah, it's and, totally and true. <laughs> the, the process of porting over a, a really unique... Wii U game that that was working with a not very unique and very very safe genre, which is the zombie survival horror. Yeah, porting that over to traditional consoles is just like a testament to to how little potential was realized on on the Wii U, and also how developers are just fine with doing things the old ways. Yeah, I just really wonder how they're gonna do it without the gamepad thing like what's going to make this playable right. without that very unique fun I, is it just going to be another I think they could zombie do survival it. It, right like it could happen like the control scheme wasn't necessarily super duper weird but what was weird was the second screen which means that whatever button you would have pressed earlier to activate stuff on your second screen I guess just slides a new window onto your screen like, on, on I, this version I suppose I mean the all the newer consoles have motion controls inside of their controllers by default correct yeah. i know playstation does um, and and most games let you turn it off and completely ignore it right but what i'm saying is if they really want to con like conserve the zombie you experience they could just have it to where you pick up the controller in front of your face kind of thing like like you're lifting up 
like a book or whatever, and that can bring up the menu thing on screen if you want. Like that could be a decent alternative to continue. Maybe that would be really wonky. I it guess would, it would. the thing that that makes the Wii U much more reliable as a gimmicky peripheral controller, right? Right. It has a touch screen with actual buttons you press. Yeah. It's not like ambiguously waving through the air that that makes cool stuff happen. It's having a second screen on hand that makes cool stuff happening. Like like anyone who's played an RTS game on double monitors and had an entire monitor dedicated to the mini map and your other monitor dedicated to the main screen like you might get an idea of how freaking cool the wii u is oh wow i've never done that before but that sounds really good it's it's great that's how i played supreme commander back in high school i, I outputted my computer to a tv in the room mm-hmm. and had like a separate monitor for that was just displaying a a big version of a mini map which i guess makes it like a meta map or something i don't mm-hmm. know but i'm i i like i like having second screen second screens are cool uh, so now we're we're gonna start blitzing through news topics from this week. Yeah, and the first one is uh, a kind of really controversial and, and complicated topic to go over, and that is that the European um, the European Commission is aiming to unify digital marketplaces across regions. They have a plan proposed called the Digital Single Market that would enforce digital retailers such as Steam and the PlayStation Network to end regional pricing across Europe and not restrict services to certain regions which which sounds like a good thing but i don't know like you can go in the comment section of any article and and find 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 people doubting whatever the mm. um the the implication the aim of this thing here seems to be to make games um i guess fairly priced for for everyone however the the other side of the coin is is that depending on where you live the value of your currency can affect how how fair buying a $60 game is. But then what also ends up happening, and what this bit of legislation is what I think is aiming to prevent, is companies unfairly pricing those region regional-specific prices mm-hmm. to maximize profit, not necessarily keep it fair for everyone. Like, right. uh, And in a lot of... Um, regions you have you have very high taxes that cause an overhead on the on the cost of the game to go up higher then you have a currency conversion that that would uh cause cause a game being sold in in euros to be more expensive for oh people are going nuts behind me right now <laughs> but it would be more expensive oh. for someone's local currency that might be valued less than um less than that but then you also have to have you also have to account for the simple economics of supply and demand like in a lot of eastern european countries games are pirated rampantly and also sold very expensively because people don't buy a whole lot of games even though people play a whole lot of games because it's it's common practice to spend a whole lot of money on a computer but then once you're done spending like 60 dollars per game for years was is just like too much like you can save up years for a computer but buying games at 60 dollars afterwards is you would have to save up for months per each one, which which you can't really, I don't know, don't don't really have the the same experience in in wealthier nations. Mm. Um, I I don't know. Like, the, the, there's opposition to this, overwhelming opposition in comment sections about how it would cause games to be more expensive in in cheaper regions. But then you have oppositions to that from from people who live in those regions telling stories about how, no, it's actually much, much more expensive for me to buy a game in my country and and flattening the price across all the countries would actually make it cheaper for me. Hmm. 
So yeah, I don't know. Like this, this seems like something that could go either way. I definitely want to lean from from my own personal biases on on the side of uh, of getting rid of regional prices and regional locking, and and I don't know regions. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Once 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 regions start start getting involved in anything, things get weird. Yeah. I'm not really sure what to think about all of this. Well, it's also not necessarily super duper relevant news for us, but mm-hmm. I know a lot of a lot of people who watch at least my stuff in particular. I have a lot of European fans who get angry about how things are priced in their European regions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> European regions sounds like a strangely perverted euphemism for something. Mm, I guess. <laughs> um, we have a new release date for MGS5. Hooray! It is coming out on the same day for PCs as it is for consoles. Hooray! Metal Gear. Yes. No more reason to buy the PlayStation version. I know, it's great, isn't it? Mm. Um, basically, that's a September 1st date now across all platforms. Hooray! They release system requirements as well as pushing the PC release back two weeks um they're mostly in line with ground zeros the processor is a good notch higher you're gonna supposedly need 3.4 gigahertz which sounds ridiculous yeah i know and i highly high i highly doubt that's actually how the game might end up playing like ground zeros got a lot of good press for how well optimized it was on the pc and and going from 2.8 gigahertz required for ground zeros to 3.4 gigahertz for an intel i5 it, it seems like a jump. I mean, I have an i7 that's clocked at 2.8 gigahertz. I don't exactly know how that translates to the i5 line. You should be fine. I, 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 I'm generally fine. Yeah. I'm playing The Witcher fine. Mm-hmm. And then The Witcher has much more demanding requirements than, than what this game's looking out to yeah, be. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I think it's pretty, not obvious, but it's like, it seems regular for these kind of companies to be like, cranking up their requirements so that their game it like this seems like requirements to run it on max fps max resolution ultra and everything kind of stuff it also helps them with customer service because that way if someone has a problem and they don't have the 3.4 gigahertz i5 processor they can just say no we don't have to help you yeah which which is, is this is, is fun. The, uh, the recommended one is the top of the line last generation uh, processor. So that's interesting. Mm. Um, the, which one yeah, is it? Um, the i seven four seven ninety. That is the top of the line last generation. That's fourth a generation. hell of a lot more numbers than my i seven has. Yeah. Like I got one of the first because I thought it would be future proof for longer than it turned out to be. Well, I don't know. I can't really say that either because I'm still running fine. I just have much lower numbers on my actual specs than games seem to want me to have. Yeah, so, I mean, it, okay, it depends okay on each this. game. It depends on each game. Games sometimes are yeah, CPU bound. Some oh, some games geez. are GPU bound. This game looks like hard. you're going to need some GPU and you might have a bobbleneck. If, uh, Which is funny because the GPU requirement is, is quite okay. It's a, yeah, it's a GTX 760. 640, I think. 760? Oh, that's a no, 650. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 650 is for minimum. Um... They don't have an AMD equivalent, so I can't really compare it with my previous card, but I just now got this new one, so I know it's fine. Yeah, that's three generations. So that's generations. like good Konami news, you know? Yeah. They they push the date back, 
the system requirements aren't too fishy. And and that seems like like Konami is is um enjoying some good. Pr- nope. Yeah. I, They're not. Nope. I, I'm 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 kind of I'm kind of liking all these games coming to PC. Gears of War is coming to PC. So many games are just oh man, it's it's fantastic. I'm I'm happy. It, it is it is nice that MGS5 is having a, a supposedly good PC version coming out the same day as the console versions. However, that version was being made on the sweaty, broken backs of employees who uh, are, are dealing with some, some very strenuous working conditions, according to a report from a Japanese um, economics newspaper called Nikkei. Uh, according to them, um, Kojima Productions is now being known as Number 8, which falls in line with what I was told earlier about it being called Unit 8. Uh, there are cameras and office corridors monitoring the movements of their employees who don't have permanent email addresses that constantly fluctuate and change and... That's also similar to what I was told earlier this year. Uh, developers who are no longer seen as useful are assigned weird jobs. They, they, they get turned into security guards. They become janitors at their health clubs. Mm. Or they get sent away to the patchy slot mines. Oh my yeah. gosh. Which, which, which folds into a lot of stuff about Japanese work culture that I feel like was also revealed to a lot of people in March about how these companies don't necessarily want to fire their employees because apparently firing someone in Japan is more taboo than sending them away to the patchy slot mine. Yeah. Or or (laughs) cleaning up the the, the, the gym. It's the whole deal of like, we're not going to fire them, we're going to make them quit, and then we have no accountability. And and I guess also in the States you wouldn't have to pay unemployment if, if they quit by their own means. Wow. Uh, wow. So another interesting thing from this report is that Konami has apparently reshuffled and moved around and, and I guess kind of made things harder for employees who liked an ex-employee's Facebook post where they were saying they quit the company. So if you have a, have a colleague who quits the company and makes a fake book, Facebook post saying, oh, I can't wait to begin my new life somewhere else. And if you like that. And that's like the, the the company being like, whoops, all of a sudden you're getting shipped off to the clean up the gym department. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that happened. So people got really mad at Konami again. Yeah. I, and, and I don't know, from what I can see from the Japanese culture, none, none of them really, uh, I wonder if any of them act out, you know, is there some security issues going on? I wonder. Mm. I, I wonder, because oh, like, like, like someone did em- that to me. Some, some disgruntled employees yeah. sabotaging the product. Yeah. Go go straight up anime that up weird. in that building. I mean, a lot of people here. are already, like, wanting to boycott Metal Gear Solid Five because of all this bad Konami news. Which I don't necessarily know if I agree with. But at the same time, it would be, I guess, not surprising at this point to see some some snide remarks land into the MGS5 products at some point. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm playing the game. I, I'm not. They, 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 I mean, they, I've never played a Metal Gear Solid before, so I'm not going to start now. It, it oh, doesn't, it, it, it well, doesn't matter. It's a great you're, time you're to start. You're not going to follow the story. No one follows the story. We just play the game. The, the, yeah, no, people love the story. Uh, what story? What are you talking about, George? You Metal mean Gear that, Solid that, uh, is the very story-driven. black driven. scenes that are somehow being between gameplay? This is a black screen for <laughs> me the whole time. 
And I'm just oh, sitting there you just, falling you just asleep. just blank out the cutscenes, okay. Yeah. I see, I see. Oh my gosh, Cortana's talking to me. Stop. <laughs> um, get out of here, Cortana. <laughs> I didn't say here, Cortana. Alright, yeah, anyways. Um, Bungie has retroactively replaced Peter Dinklage's performance with one by Nolan North. This is hilarious. Has this ever happened before? Man, we are breaking new ground in this new year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I've never seen a company retroactively take a game off of digital store shelves, which Warner Brothers did with Batman Arkham Knight. I've never seen a company retroactively change an acting performance in their game. Yeah, it's super weird. I, I guess the closest analog would be like Konami rehosting or rehiring the voice actors for the Silent Hill HD collection. But even then, like that was the Silent Hill HD collection not Silent Hill. But that, yeah. that was a separate game, a separate SKU. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen with um, Destiny? They, they didn't necessarily like confirm the juicy details. A lot of this is, is speculation, but Nolan North will be playing a version of Ghost in The Taken King, and he has also re-recorded the entire script mm-hmm. of Peter Dinklage's original lines. And the reason why I say there's still speculation involved is we don't know like how that patching process will work. Like If you buy the expansion, do you get the new performance, or does everyone get the new performance once the expansion comes out and they release a compatibility patch for it? Interesting. That was was <laughs> pre-order not... now to get better ghost voice lines. Mm. And that's that's another thing too. Like the original lines weren't great. Yeah, yeah. Like they could I... they could have used a few more takes, and instead Bungie's like, no, we're just gonna use a whole another actor, and it's gonna be the guy who voices every video game voice. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like the fact that he's taking over. I think it makes sense that he's going to do all the old lines because anyone coming in fresh, like how jarring would it be if you got to the point where Dinklage stopped recording lines and then suddenly the guy you've been working with for the whole fucking game just mm-hmm. becomes Nolan North. Like, I think it makes sense that he's re-recording all his lines. I feel like... And this... Nolan North might be able to sound the same anyway. Well, I mean, he's Nolan North. I feel like this might be Dinklage's prerogative and not Des- like Bungie. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. think they were like, fuck you, Dinklage. Nobody likes you. We're getting rid of you. I think it might have been more of a thing of, like, Dinklage being like, I don't know if I wanted to work on Destiny for the rest of my life. Like, let's, I think I'm going to call it here. And then Bungie was like, all right, we're going to just replace all your lines. So it's not weird. Well, let's see. There also was another similar situation with the engineer in Team Fortress 2. He became Nolan North after one of the expansions. Now that I think about it. It might not be so unprecedented after all. I don't know the fine details. I don't know if all the old engineers' lines were replaced or if they just had Nolan North do an engineer voice for the new content after a certain date. But it's still it's still cute and that, hilarious that's and fun. That's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I the, the, the engineer this when, year is Nolan North. Oh, this year. So it's a time that I have not played is when he changes. That's interesting. I'm, I'm going to look up exactly... <laughs> Engineer. I haven't played TF2 in, in a couple years now. I know, me neither, but I still have a fondness for it. Um, let's see. <coughs> I'm, I'm trying to, to look it up and get my facts straight. Get them facts straight, bro. Get them facts straight. Uh, starting with the expiration date, short film in 2014... 
He was the engineer. Well, that's interesting. That means it might not necessarily be the game so much as it was the video. Mm. But maybe they also changed his voice in the game. There's there's a forum post acting if... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think it's just for the video. And I guess in future TF2 videos, they'd be doing Nolan North instead of the previous one, whose name turns out to be Grant Goodeve. Mm. But I guess Grant Goodeve, I think I think the story is that he wanted to retire. And they're like, oh, let's just get the guy who can do every voice in video games ever right. to do the engineer voice. Sooner or later, we all are going to be replaced by Nolan North. Yeah. Mm. I mean, the voice acting industry is basically a bunch of Nolan North impersonators. Yeah. There are like five voice actors who are in every game. And, and they're all it. Nolan North. <laughs> remember, remember, remember Illidan? Liam O'Brien does Illidan. Liam O'Brien also, uh, also does Gara in um, Naruto. Uh, okay. So he's probably done Gara in every Naruto ever, uh, all those games. Um, he also does. God, what does Liam O'Brien do, do? He does fucking everything. So we have two more stories left. Right. First one is also hilarious, sad. One more story. Konami we, do, news. we don't have time for two more stories. Oh, okay. Well, Silent Hill's patchy <laughs> slot, or actually, I should say, Silent Hill patchy slot is a thing that exists in the world, mm. and that's hilarious because they basically turned like the most ludicrous of of parody Konami posts into reality. Yeah. So a couple days ago before recording, which would have been like circa, I think, I think Monday was was when this was coming out, uh, a trailer released on YouTube and a bunch of Japanese language websites uh, sprouted up showing a legit looking Silent Hill patchy slot machine, an actual arcade cabinet. For anybody who doesn't with, know the term patchy slot, we're talking about oh, pachinko yeah, yeah. machines. It's it's a pachinko machine with a little slot minigame built in. I don't know. Like, the most I know about pachinko basically comes from really, really angry Western people who are mad at Japan for turning all their games into pachinko. And also a little bit of Yakuza 4 that I played, which apparently has an in-game pachinko minigame simulator. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you... you Put a coin in a slot or, or slide your, your card at the arcade or whatever, and a bunch of little tiny balls get launched through a little tiny ball obstacle course, and not, not, hundreds of them go by while a little uh, movie plays that occasionally prompts you to press a button, and the balls either land in, the, in, in a hole you want them to land into or a hole you don't want to land them to, and the movie plays, and, and a little slot animation will will happen, and... That's that's it. Mm -hmm. That's that's the whole game. But no, when you watch trailers for these things, they're explosions and and rock music and and loud numbers and bonuses flashing all over the place, which is especially hilarious in the Silent Hill one. Yeah, <laughs> because like, it's fucking. It doesn't match the idea of Silent Hill in any way, shape, or at form. all. Like like it's actually happened. Like I would earlier i would have been surprised i i did not believe that they would do like a metal gear solid patchy slot and now i don't know man i don't know anymore yeah this is it, 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 they did it with silent hill like what's stopping them at this point also if you guys didn't know they did a castlevania one about a week ago <laughs> castlevania <laughs> sexual in, violence entitled entitled titled the video is titled <laughs> erotic violence erotic violence that's the one yeah so um 
that's the thing. But the Silent Hill one, uh, from I was telling George and Matt this earlier, from an editor standpoint, it the trailer is fucking garbage because it starts off super quiet like Silent Hill should be. And then not only does it get into this like heavy like rock and roll music where it's like but also it shows like what happens when you play the machine on screen where it's like oh three monster faces line up and then it has this fucking like screeching wailing noise to like indicate that you did a good thing but it's it's like it's like ears bleeding audio clipping levels of volume like I kid you not it does clip the audio and it's just fucking like how could you be so bad that it, how could it, you be so bad it, it's kind of like watching the transformers movie but the the camera zoomed in a lot more so you just see right. like just a whole bunch of crap is on the screen constantly and all, all of the high-pitched metal screeching sounds are are 10 decibels louder in volume <laughs> yeah, than everything yeah. else they crank that thing up and, and that's also like the point where you can tell it's real because yeah. like earlier it's just kind of slideshowy like they just play cgs from silent hill 2 with a bunch of gaudy overlay effects that that flash in and out of each other but then later on the rock music ramps up the pyramid head waves his arms and says you win and you start seeing like fleshy eyeballs f- fly past each other in a slot layout <laughs> and and it's like you're like oh no Oh no, yeah. this is legit. And I think it's legit. Like like this page has copyright symbols for Konami and Takasago, which which is an actual Japanese patchy slot manufacturer. And a lot of uh, English language news media aren't reporting on this. And I think that's because Konami did not make any announcements about this in English because of course, why would they? Yeah. Oh, but, for more pre-orders, no, of like, course. Everything looks like it's real. Like There are blogs you can look up <laughs> that are in Japanese, granted, but have actual <laughs> photographs of a Silent Hill pachinko machine of the actual cabinet. Yeah. Oh, whoa. It's like I wouldn't care about this if they didn't fuck over PT. That's the only reason I care. Yeah, like I don't give a shit about a Silent Hill pachinko machine or a fucking like, Castlevania, like a Castlevania borderline pachinko, porn but, machine, but like, but but a Castlevania game, a good one came out like a couple. Well, they're still trying, like they did uh, <laughs> Lords of Just Shadows too. Good, George. Right, right. L- Lords of Shadows. People liked that one, right? Lords of Shadow two, not so much. Uh, non Castlevania fans like Lords of Shadow. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, they're still doing something with the they're franchise. Doing something with the franchise. They're not Silent making Hill, Castlevania. Silent Hill, on the other hand. The the first real Silent Hill in a good like six year span is now is patchy slots. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's so yeah. good. Uh, that that that's the difference. That's about that's about what it sums up to. I, I I really like a comment underneath the YouTube video which which has one hell of a dislike saber where it just says "Welcome to the hell SNK fans have been in for the past ten years." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Pretty accurate. So, so welcome to hell, folks. Next week, next week we'll riff on Time Magazine. But until then, yeah. we are going to, uh, to, to wrap things up. Is, is there anything else you guys want to say? Um, no. Are we, are we still, still doing the plugs? Yeah. I mean, we are. I'm sorry. I'm just yeah, very okay. tired. Um, 
you can find well we're, we're now at the end of the podcast thank you for listening and if you wish to <laughs> check out our content you can find me this is jimmy speaking sunder at uh at sunder cr on youtube or on uh, twitter excuse me on youtube you can find me youtube.com slash sunder gamer and my gameplay channel is over on the sidebar which is sunder plays um and then of course now you can support me on patreon if you like my content and you want to see more of it uh which is just patreon.com slash sunder very easy to remember uh, Matt, where can, we, where can we find your stuff? Um, everything Matt Visual. Um, YouTube, uh, Twitters, everything. I still do uh, makeup tutorials, so if you want to support me on Patreon for makeup <laughs> tutorials, you can also do that. Nice. Um, next week we're doing um, Yoshi also. Um, Yoshi makeup tutorial. So, yeah. Um, George? Uh, YouTube.com slash bunnyhopshow is, is my stuff. I did a video this week about games with hundreds of hours of content. Mm. How that may or may not be a good or bad thing, depending on how how the game works. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's weird, like obligating myself to play through something like The Witcher Three in a, a two week span because they have a hundred <laughs> hours to go through. And uh, I th- that video is is all about how weird of an experience that is. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, until then, we will uh, see you all next week, and uh, I'm going to try to arrange for, for some kind of lively, energetic guest presence on here, but we will find out how that turns out a week from now. Right. So until then, bye, everyone. Bye. Have a good weekend.